0: Welcome to Nairobi Chapel Mbakasi. We grow deep to reach wide. Greetings everyone. Welcome to Nairobi Chapel Mbakasi podcast. This is our podcast that we have every week. I am Fred Alexander Oyola, pastor here in Nairobi Chapel Mbakasi. Karibu sana. May the Lord bless you. May this year be a fruitful, blessed year from the Lord will start with some quick announcements we are still reading the bible are you reading your bible or does your bible have dust on it when was the last time you opened the bible to read it we've been reading the bible from genesis to revelation we started on 11th of january we are now on psalm 71 that will begin tomorrow monday the 21st of june please read your bible if you'd like help with reading it let us know hit us up and we will guide you through how we read We've been having a Bible study, Zoom hangout um, after every Bible book. Our next one is tomorrow, the 21st of June, on the book of Esther. We meet at 8 p.m. on Zoom. We've been meeting since January. It's an amazing time, a very beautiful group of believers, non-believers, guys who just want to learn about who this Jesus Christ is, and we sit together and talk about Scripture. We have a Holy Communion online on Thursday, the 24th of June, if you'd like to join us. Karibu Sana, it's a time where we sit down and talk about Jesus, the cross, and remind each other what that was all about. We began this month talking about In the Last Days, a series that is just amazing. In the first week, we asked ourselves the question of whether these are really the last days. We looked at Jesus talking to the disciples about the last days, concluded that it is needed. What is needed isn't just worry about keeping ourselves physically safe and secure, but more importantly, to be alert and to pray. Jesus' words are very important, especially because 1 Peter 5, 8 warns of the enemy, the devil, whose sole goal is to devour us in these last days. To be alert then, we said God's word must be on or in our top list of chosen priorities for it teaches us to know God, know our sinful selves, and to know how to pray. Last week, we looked at Paul's end of days warnings to Timothy, a disciple that he brought up in the faith. He said in the last days, believers will leave the faith because of the lies and false doctrines that will be um, in our society. He told him that the problem in the last days will actually be people Are not situations, circumstances, or even COVID. (laughs) He warns him to be careful of everyone from lovers of self to those who have the form of godliness and deny the power of God. We finish by asking ourselves whether we belong to the mentioned many gangs of people whose end is death, or whether we belong to the few who decide to go the narrow path of being Christ's Christ's disciples. So, are you a disciple? I'm just part of the crowd. That just loves to do what others love to do. Mainly church stuff. Which one are you? If you missed any of these, please click on the link on our social media handles. Check us out. Even just when you're listening to this, if you when you come out, just click on any of the other messages. It is all there. And get the messages. Let's open our Bibles. Let's <laughs> open. Let's open our Bibles and read from Luke 21, verse 33 to 36. It is the portion of scripture you have been reading. Um, I'm reading from the Amplified Version. I like I like the description it gives of the, the, the verses. Luke 21, 33 to 36. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words, this is Jesus, will not pass away. But be on guard so that your hearts are not weighed down and depressed with the dizziness of debauchery and the nausea of self-indulgence and the worldly worries of life. And then that day when the Messiah returns will not come on you suddenly like a trap, for it will come upon all those who live on the face of the earth. But keep alert at all times, be attentive and ready, praying that you may have the strength and ability to be found worthy and to escape all these things that are going to take place and to stand in the presence of the Son of Man, at His coming, Father, in Jesus' name, prepare our hearts to hear Your word. We pray that You protect us from the enemy, whose sole purpose is to remove and distract us from the power of Your word. Help us to do what You ask us to do. In Jesus' name, shout Amen. Yes, you ask here. I can't hear you. <laughs> are we living in the last days? The answer is yes. Last week, we said the last days began when Jesus came into the world. When he comes in in the book of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, it begins the last days. So if you're wondering when the last days will begin, they began already. That was over 2,000 years ago. No wonder he said, I will come like a thief in the night. If Jesus came over 2,000 years ago and we're still living in the last days, hey, We better be ready. On 31st December 2019, pneumonia cases were identified in Wuhan City in China and the WHO was informed. The authorities then confirmed the coronavirus in January of 2020 and the world has never been the same ever since. The whole world has suffered with the virus and it's only until a few months ago that the vaccinations began to help. People have died and families suffered through the loss and agony of it and I believe... Most still are suffering because of it in one way or another. No notice was given to the world except from Bill Gates back in 2015 about a virus that the world wasn't going to be able to handle. Remember that 2015? I don't remember it. I remembered when he reminded us of what he said. (laughs) If you call yourself a believer, though, this shouldn't have caught you by surprise. Let me say that again. If you are a believer, a disciple of Jesus Christ, this should not have caught you by surprise in the first week we said that jesus told his disciples to prepare for the last days for a lot would happen in those days that included the destruction of the temple if you look at Jesus' communication with the disciples he started preparing, preparing them early for the last days early man he warned them that the last days would be very difficult to bear but it would have a lot of suffering his first warning began on the other on the mount This is what is said in Matthew 5, 10 to 12. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you and say false things, all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. A few chapters down after this, Jesus calls out the twelve and then gives them the warnings for the end of days. A few chapters down after this, Jesus calls out the twelve and then gives them the warnings for the end of days. If you read Matthew 10, verse 16 to 39, you realize very quickly that Jesus is saying some powerful things about the end of time. He begins by telling them that in the last days there will be a lot of suffering. A lot of suffering. He tells them that there will be a lot of hate, persecution, and insults from the world. He then tells them there will be rejection, betrayal, and rebellion from one's family. And then finally he tells them that there will be beatings, arrestings, and death from the authorities of the land. If we look at these things one by one, beginning by the beatings, arresting, and thing from the authorities of the land, just like Jesus, all the disciples suffered beatings. They were arrested all over the place, and they died in very cruel ways. James, the disciple, was killed first by beheading with a sword. Peter was crucified upside down. Andrew was crucified on an except cross. John was the only one who died of natural causes in his old age. Philip's death is unclear, but it is assumed he was crucified upside down. Hey, hey. Bartholomew was apparently flayed and then beheaded. Thomas, the doubter, or Thomas, depending on which school you went to, <laughs> was stabbed with spears to death. Matthew, the tax collector, he said to either have been burned, stoned, stabbed, or beheaded. One of those. Pick one. Hey, James, the just. This is the other James. He said to have been pushed from the pinnacle of a temple he was preaching at. While preaching, not while well, like kifanya anasa preaching, and then beaten with the fullest club and stoned to death, Jude he was hewed with an axe to death. Hewed with an axe, hey. Simon the Zealot is said to have been crucified or sewn in half. Choose one. Matthias, the uh, the disciple who replaced Judas, remember in the book of Acts, was stoned and then beheaded. As if stoning was not enough, they had to behead him. Paul the Apostle, we know his story, he was beheaded. What Jesus told the disciples about the last days, that there will be beatings, arrestings, and death from authorities of the land, is true. Think about our Christian friends in India. Our Christian friends in Asia, in China, in Afghanistan. In all these countries where Christianity is not um, practiced freely, we hear this, we've had it for years on end. What Jesus was telling us that in the last days, there will be beatings that even will end in death, is what we are seeing today. It is happening in our very eyes. It has been happening for many years on end. Matters still exist in our land today. What Jesus was saying is the truth. Jesus said that rejection, betrayal, and rebellion from one's family will be in the last days. He told the disciples. They will suffer from rejection, betrayal, and rebellion from family. Many during the time immediately after Jesus were rejected and betrayed by their families to the authorities and confirmed exactly what he was saying. Today, and you know, the many. You have friends, you have family members, you have guys who you understand who have gone through the same things. Many believers have been rejected by their families, especially if the families are not Christians. Psalms 27.10 is a solace to our soul, our spirit, where it comforts us that even when our fathers and our mothers are forsaken us, this is what it says, God will take us in. So may you be encouraged if you're listening to this podcast today and wondering if this rejection is to your detriment. It may discourage you, but may you be encouraged in the words of God that even Jesus himself, when he suffered rejection on his way to the cross, God was with him until his point of death. He left him just a few moments before. When they rejected him and he was by himself, god said i'll never leave you nor forsake you jesus tells them that they will suffer hate persecution and insults from the whole world that is what jesus said persecution because of hate hit the early christians so much that scattering happened in the lives of all the converted remember the scattering in the times of jesus immediately after the time of jesus persecution still hits us today And so much so that we must remember that Jesus also said in John 16.33 that inasmuch as this will be the norm, our peace must come from the Lord and the fact that he overcame the hate, persecution and insults from the world. We must also remember the Lord of the world, the enemy Satan, the devil, who Jesus warned the disciples again through the life of Peter. But his main goal with them the disciples was that he would sift them as wheat. Jesus assured us that he has and continues to pray for us but that we must constantly encourage our brothers not to be sifted. When the Lord helps us to be the de- to be delivered from sifting he told he told Paul Peter Paul. He told Peter. Peter when you've been encouraged out of the sifting come and encourage your brothers and sisters that is what we must continually do because the devil wants to destroy all of us persecution from the world also looks like i dare say temptations afflictions and trials hebrews four fifteen says this we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses but we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are it doesn't stop there Yet he did not sin. In order to win, we must know that not only did Jesus not sin and give into to temptation, but he gave us a way to help fight the temptation. He gave us a way to help fight because he never sinned. He conquered sin. So to fight sin, to fight temptation, we must listen to him. Matthew 6.13 is a request to the Lord. That is, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Jesus at the end of his time on earth reminds us and his disciples again in Matthew 26.41, giving them and us the reason for always praying towards fighting temptations by informing us to watch and pray so that we will not fall into temptation. He tells us we must watch and pray to him. The conqueror of sin and temptation, because the spirit, the spirit of God that he gave us in, at Pentecost, is forever willing. But the flesh that we still have until we see him coming down from the clouds of heaven, that flesh is weak. First Corinthians 10 13 is a brilliant promise that tells us that no temptation has overtaken us except what is common to mankind. No temptation has overtaken us. There is no temptation we will face today that is new under the sun. No, it is common. There is nothing the devil will bring to you that is new, that is creative. He is not the creator. The creator is one. He is a duplicator. I said it. Mm. 1 Corinthians 10.13 is a brilliant promise that tells us that no temptation has overtaken us except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let us be tempted beyond what we can bear. But when we are tempted, He will also provide a way out so that we can endure it. When temptations come, I dare to remind you today, this moment, there is always a way out. Most of the time, we don't want the way out. The temptation is too nice. Oh my God, it is too amazing. It feels nice. The flesh is on high. But God has always provided a way. Joseph saw the door, to run away from he saw it he had the choice when potiphar's wife was all over him to say you know what me Maze, i feel like doing this but he saw the door god provided showed him it and alikimbia he went may you forever see the ways that god provides for you to run out of all temptations for you to see it remember what we said We must be alert in the things of God. Commune with Him to the point that when the time comes to see the way out, (inaudible) we're ready. Hallelujah. Romans 8.18 encourages us that our present sufferings, troubles, afflictions are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. They're not worth comparing. It doesn't matter what you've gone through. It doesn't matter what you're facing right now. But what you're going through cannot compare to the glory that will be revealed. The earth and its fullness cannot compare to the heaven that God will bring at the end of time. We must constantly remember that. It will be painful. You will will feel like you want to die. You will feel like you do not want to continue living. You will feel like you are going through the worst thing ever. But be encouraged. Whatever you are going through, whatever trouble, it does not compare to the glory that will be revealed in us at the end of time. 2 Corinthians 4.17 encourages us that our light and momentary afflictions, sufferings, troubles, are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Same thing. They are light. The problems we face, however heavy, however detrimental they have been to you, however crazy, The Bible has reminded us through the life of Paul, the writer of the book of Corinthians. They are light. God is telling us they are light. May they never overwhelm you to the point you assume that they they are the worst things on earth. No, they are light. Heaven will be better than the troubles you face. Remember that. All our persecution, troubles, afflictions, temptations are for our benefit as believers. Since through them, the fruit of the Spirit of God is built in us. It is the tough chisel tool God allows in us to make us into his image. Whatever it is you're facing, the troubles, afflictions, the temptations, God is using to build you up. Remember Jesus when he was tempted by the devil at the desert at the beginning of his ministry? That was the stamp that now Ministry could begin to end the It was the signature on the contract of his ministry. Whatever it is God has prepared for you to do, especially as concerns your purpose on earth, must come from the furnace of your troubles, your afflictions, your sufferings. That is where God prepares us. That is where the fruit of the Spirit is manifested. That is where it is cooked, that by the time you are ready, you can come out of the oven. Well done, good and faithful servant. Hey, remember that. So with all this said, what suffering has overwhelmed you? What suffering is overwhelming you now? Which trouble that God has allowed in your life is too hard to bear? Are you ashamed of the Lord because of the suffering he's allowed in your life? Are you angry with him? Have you rejected him? Have you run away from him? So now you don't stand out for him. You're angry. You stopped shining his light through you. You've stopped reading the Bible. You've stopped praying. You've stopped talking to God, fellowshipping with other believers. Have you conformed to the ways of the world because of the pressure of the suffering you face? Where are you? We must remember. That because Jesus overcame the world, we can. Because He overcame temptation, we can. Because He said the sufferings were momentary and light, we can persevere. We can endure. We must remember that a crown of life awaits us when we endure. My parting shot to all of us endure! 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 endure. See you next week. Join us every Sunday from 11 a.m. at Rubani House off Airport North Road. Have a blessed week.